is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. And welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. This is Ellen back again with another episode of how to buy consulting services like a pro. Today, we're reaching for the holy grail of consulting RFPs, the deliverables, the timeline, and the budget, of course. So, but before we get there, let's recap what we covered last week. We learned that the context section of your RFP is like the opening credits to your consulting project. It sets the tone and give the consultants a roadmap to success. So when you're defining your project context, make sure to give a high-level overview of the problem you're trying to solve, uh, the industry landscape, and the main challenges that you're facing. Think also about the questions you want to answer with a project and communicate them clearly to the consultants. You know, the RFP is your key to finding the right consultant and achieving your objective. So don't skimp on the detail, take your time and ask the right question. And if you're feeling a bit lost and want to catch up, don't worry, we got you covered. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes or YouTube. And if you prefer to read through, head over to our thought leadership section on consultingquest.com for the full transcript. So trust me, you don't want to miss out on this golden opportunity to master the art of crafting the perfect RFP for consulting services. So what are you waiting for? Tune in, subscribe, and let's get started. Speaking of getting started, let's dive into today's episode. We all know that consultants can bring value to a project in many ways, but there's one thing they can do, it's reading minds. So that's why it's crucial to state your problem statement clearly and reformulate it. Clear communication is the key to a successful project, and you shouldn't assume that the consulting firms understand your expectations. Be upfront and clear about what you want to achieve. But how do you make sure that you're getting the proposal that actually meets your needs? The key is to strike a balance between specificity and openness. You want to narrow down the scope of the project enough that the proposal you receive are targeted and relevant. You don't want to be too restrictive that you stay for creativity and innovation. So how do you strike the balance? It starts with being clear about your objective and expected outcomes. This is your chance to remind the consulting firms what you're trying to achieve and what benefits you're looking for. But remember, there are many ways to build a proposal based on the same RFP. Your job as a client is to narrow down the scope as much as possible without constraining the creativity of the consultants, of course. So it's a delicate dance, you know, and finding that sweet spot can lead to some truly remarkable proposal. So now it's time to set the general direction of your project. Think of it as a GPS for your consulting journey. You want to give the consulting firms a clear understanding of where you want to go and how it fits into the big picture. But here's the thing. There are many different routes to get there, but that's okay. You don't need to have every single step planned out at this stage. The idea is to provide enough context to help the consulting firms understand your vision and the direction you want to take. And of course, there are some details that are worth including, such as the level of confidentiality required for the project, who should be involved on your end, and your timeline for the project. These details will help the consulting firm better understand the scope and scale of the project and whether they are the right fit for the job. 
Remember, at this stage, you don't need to have all the answers. The goal is to provide enough information to have the consulting firm build a proposal that meets your needs and achieve your objectives. All right, for slides ready to buckle up because we're about to dive into the most critical part of your RFP. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this, it's really that important. We're talking about the section where you describe the expected deliverable. And it's crucial to strike a balance between providing enough detail while not restricting creativity and experience of your supplier. Some companies fall into that trap of not just describing the what, but also the how, and that's a big no-no. If you start dictating how the consulting firm should produce the deliverable, you run the risk of reducing them to an externalized workforce. You hire them for their expertise and fresh perspective after all. So our experience has shown that it's best to leave room for the consultants to propose how they would approach the question. You can always adjust later on if needed, and often it provides a fresh perspective. So let me give you an example. I remember once a client who had described the deliverable and the work plan to the very detail. And there was no discussion possible with the consultants. Worse, they won't take the project because they don't work like that. That's a perfect example of what can happen when you're too prescriptive in RFP. You end up limiting the potential value that the consultant can bring to the table. So it's important to strike that balance between your expectation and the creativity, right? So by allowing the consultants the freedom to propose their approach and methodology, you may discover new and innovative solutions that you never thought of. So when you're writing your RFP, make sure you describe the expected deliverables and alcohol clearly, but avoid getting too detailed about the methodology, all right? Leave room for the consultant to propose their approach, and you may be pleasantly surprised by the results. So imagine you're the person responsible now for creating an RFP for a consulting project. Your company, Newsco, wants to identify the best investment opportunities in the value chain in the region. You, uh, to achieve this goal, you need a consulting firm to help you through the process. In the RFP, you'll need to clearly state the objective of the project, which include identifying the best investment opportunities for Newsco in the value chain. The project will be divided in two phases. The first phase will focus on framing the project and will involve creating a high-level value chain landscape and defining a prioritization methodology for NewSco. You'll also need to identify the best opportunities for NewSco, leveraging inside-out benchmarking of other facilities in the same field and including the economic attractiveness and key success factors. Once you've identified the best opportunities, you'll need to select the priority opportunities to be further analyzed in phase two. You'll also need to consider potential targets, players or to partner with, or for an M&A. The second phase of the project will invite a deep dive into the selected opportunities. You'll need to cluster the opportunities into potentially actionable scenarios, and if I had to get there and how to win. This will include creating a high-level business plan for the retail option, which will involve strategic marketing analysis, top-line and margin potential analysis, resource requirement, investment, raw materials, etc., and manufacturing, partners, keep strategy, right? So finally, you'll need to create a long-term master plan for a new school based on the insights you get from the project. The RFP provides a clear direction and priorities for the project, but we haven't touched on the how. In this case, we structure the project in two phases to allow for a decision step before diving deeper into selected opportunities. This will give the client the flexibility to adjust the approach as needed and potentially benefit from a fresh perspective from the consultants. You may have other expectations at that stage. 
that the consultant should know about to build their proposal. For instance, do you expect the consultants to work independently or will there be a joint team working on the project? Will the work be performed on site or can it be done remotely? Are there any specific location or language requirements that you need to consider? You know, it's also important to think about knowledge transfer at the end of the project. Do you have any specific request regarding how knowledge will be transferred, documented, and shared? Are there any additional question or concern that you would like the consulting firm to address? Remember, the more information you provide in the RFP, the better the consulting firms can understand your needs and develop a tailored proposal. Don't hesitate to include any additional details that could be helpful for the consultant. Here's an example I saw in the RFP once. We have a specific cultural integration issue on a plant located on the Chinese side of the border between Korea and China. Understanding of both cultures is key. The Mandarin language is a plus. Now that's a great example of a specific requirement that companies might include in their RFP. It highlights the importance of cultural understanding and language skill in the consulting team. It also shows how specific and detailed an RFP can be in order to find the right consultant for the job. So when you are writing your RFP, don't hesitate to include any relevant detail that can help you find the right consultant, whether it's a language requirement, location preferences, or any other specification. The more specific you are, the better chances you have of finding a consultant who can meet your needs. As a client, it's understandable that you may not want to reveal your budget or timeline upfront in your RFP. However, keeping this information hidden can actually hinder the quality of proposal you receive and waste valuable time. That's why it's worth considering including the information in your RFP, especially if you have a tight budget. You know, consultants need to know your timeline and deadlines to build a team that can meet your needs within the desired timeframe. For instance, imagine that you have a crucial meeting with your CEO in eight weeks where you need to present your new fancy business strategy. You'll need to have your market analysis and strategic opportunity results at least two weeks before the meeting, which means a six-week project timeline. If the consulting firm assumes a 12-week project with three consultants, one manager and two consultants, they will need to expedite the project to meet your deadline. They may need to build a team of one manager, one senior consultant, and four consultants to compress your project into six weeks. Of course, this expected timeline might come with a premium to ensure those resources are secured full-time for your project. You know, in the end, sharing your budget and timeline upfront can lead to better proposals and more efficient use of time and resources. Plus, it allows consultants to come up with creative solutions that fit your constraints and requirements. So as we wrap up this podcast, I want to emphasize the importance of crafting a well-thought RFP. Trust me, it can make or break the success of your project. To recap what we've learned today, start by clearly stating the problem you're looking to solve and outlining your project objectives and expected outcomes. This will help potential consulting firms understand what you're looking for. It's also important to find a balance between being specific about your project needs and being open to creative ideas from consulting firms. Providing context about your project vision, confidentiality levels and timeline will help firms understand your project direction. If you have specific requirements like language or location preferences, include them in your RFP to ensure you find the right consultant with the right expertise. And lastly, 
consider sharing your budget and timeline upfront to receive more efficient proposals that fit within your constraints and requirements. So in a nutshell, a successful RFP depends on being specific while allowing room for creativity. Remember to focus on scope, deliverables, timing, and budget are the core component of your RFP. Next week, we're going to deep dive into some crucial but often overlooked elements of the RFP process. It'll be discussing topics like the RFP process itself, what specific content should be included in proposals, and the criteria that will be used to evaluate them. By clarifying this element in advance, consulting firms will have a clear understanding of what's expected and what they need to deliver, making the entire process more efficient and minimizing the back and forth communication. So make sure to tune in next week to learn more and streamline your RFP process. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have any questions regarding today's topic or any consulting procurement related topic, actually, remember you can always contact me directly on LinkedIn or by email because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.